And welcome, once again, to another episode of the Horizon Roundtable. I am Bob McDonald, and you can find me on Twitter, at Bob McDonald. Uh, Jimmy Lemke, my co-host, uh, who you can find on Twitter, at PantherU, uh, was unable to join us. Um, not his fault, that requires some explanation a little later on. Um, but you can also find the podcast on Twitter as well, at HorizonRT. Uh, lots to get, uh, lots to get through. Lots, uh, lots of departures. Uh, some significant ones uh, that just actually came across our, uh, came across everybody's desk uh, just a short while, just a short while ago, and uh, it, it definitely involves Northern Kentucky. So I'm glad we have um, we have Kyle Craven from the Norse Report on joining us. Hey, how's it going? How's it going, Bob? Good, good. Um, but before we get into all that, uh, we at the podcast actually have an announcement of our own. Um, you know, it's, it's funny that you know all the all these things are going on with people moving places and yeah, you, know, you know, players planning to transfer and um, you know the 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 next thing that we're we'll, we've got Kyle on for, but. Um, you know, we are actually for for the time we've been on the podcast, we've been hosted uh, first at FourLights.fm, and now at our most recent uh, in our most recent host at uh, SportsHacks, um, SportsHacks.com. Uh, both of those are run by uh, Damian Bowman, um, my editor at uh, More Than a Fan Cleveland, and then uh, and, and then Campus Press Box. But uh, we are going to be Jimmy and I are going to be making the move. Um, Going solo. Uh, we are going to be. This is actually going to be the last podcast on SportsHacks.com, and the uh, we're going to be taking next week off for the for the Easter holiday. But uh, two weeks from now, we will be uh, at our own standalone site, uh, HorizonRoundtable.com, and we're going to add another podcast app where you can find our uh, podcast app, Anchor.fm. So uh, be on the lookout for that as well. So um, again, big thanks to Damien for. Uh, for for you know giving a, lending us a hand and kind of guiding us through the our our journey as a podcast over the past you know two three wow been a while so um, thank you to him and uh, you know that that's kind of how we roll so moving forward and moving on and apparently that seems to be a central theme over the last week uh, Kyle because just uh, and just recently uh, today we were recording on Sunday. Um, we got word that the the Cincinnati job that was uh, originally uh, was held by Mick Cronin before he went over to UCLA has now been filled by uh, by Northern Kentucky's uh, John Brannon. So yeah, yeah, shot to the heart. <laughs> yeah. So it, it, this requires some explanation um, because we usually and this actually I, I consider this a blessing in disguise because uh, Kyle, you were kind enough to uh, join us. Uh, in the earlier today when we were recording, um, before the announcement of John Brandon was made, and of course me being a bonehead didn't check to see if our uh, audio was recording, so we had this big old podcast about uh, the speculation about whether or not John Brandon was going anywhere, and it, it doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no more speculation. That's no, for sure. It is definitely no longer speculation. Uh, John Brandon is. Uh, John Brennan is uh, go, heading heading across the Ohio River and uh, going to be uh, the head coach over at Cincinnati. Yeah, it's wild. I mean, it's it's it, to be honest with you, I don't know uh, Bob if you saw all my tweets on Twitter, but I called this I called this the second. I mean, I called this before Mick Cronin even left. I said that 
uh, I honestly felt like we were watching the UCLA job to see if any dominoes fell, mm-hmm. and if if, Cron- if Cronin if Cronin came open, um, I'm mean, sorry, if UC came open because Cronin left, then as long as UC wanted Brandon, he was their guy because there's just nothing. I mean, you know how it is. There's nothing we can do to keep him. He's sure. making 1.5 million now. Yeah, so, absolutely. Good for him. Well, I mean, and it's it's something that we've obviously talked about on this podcast multiple times. Um, being a mid-major, being the Horizon League is kind of the nature of the beast. If you have a young coach who's, you know, who, who's, who's, you, you obviously can see is going to be destined for big and bigger and better things, as obviously John Brandon was. I mean, um, you, you knew it was only a matter of time before somebody was going to be interested in pick, in snatching him up. You, you know, and I, I have to hand it to Northern Kentucky fans because um, when these things kind of come up, usually, you know, we, we've seen in the past where there, there's a sense of dread in, in having your, yeah. having your coach uh, kind of, you know, take another, take another step and you don't know kind of what the next step is. But, um, with Northern Kentucky, I see it's kind of more, uh, since, since you're kind of, since you're obvious, since Northern Kentucky is obviously uh, a much younger fan base than a lot of the Horizon League, um, mm-hmm. it, it seems to me, and you know, correct me if I'm wrong, um, it, it's a little bit more of a, it, it, it's, it's, it's a little bit more of an accepting atmosphere that, yeah, ne- you know, you, you, your guy was great. He did a lot of great things while he was here. Yeah. We understand that well, you know he's destined for better things, and that's it. And we wish him well. Yeah, yeah. And, and and honestly, I'm, first off, I'm really glad you asked me to be on this podcast because um, I, I know that NKU has had some representation on this podcast before. But um, I'm happy to explain a little bit of the background of our fan base yes. um, to the listeners because because I think it's important. Um, yeah. You know, many many of our fans. Uh, are are what we like to call second team fans, right? Like sure. NKU is their kind of their second team. You know, th- this area that we're in, the uh, Kentucky, Ohio, Indiana, tri-state area, is huge for college basketball, and so we see sure. a lot of our fan base uh, being Louisville fans or Kentucky fans or even UC and Xavier fans first. Of course. Um, in fact, a lot of the people on some of, on, on our Facebook page uh, that has you know uh, almost twenty five hundred people on it is uh, they're fans of other teams first. And so, you know, especially for the UC and and, and, uh, and Xavier specifically, those crowds, they're used to the coaching carousel. So oh, yeah. it's, not like our, it's not like our fans are ignorant to how college basketball works. Yeah. It's just they're, they're still kind of learning the landscape of, like, what NKU basketball is. And I think mm-hmm. we all are. Even, even you guys are. I mean, sure. nobody really is because this program has been D1 for six years now. So – um, it, you know, it's it's interesting to me to see that, and and yeah, like you said, so many people are accepting of like this being a truth. I mean, we've seen it happen right across the river at Xavier all the time, and so so many of our fans understood that this was going to happen. Yeah, I think the only the only um, hang up there is that people were kind of wishing it didn't happen yet. Um, then <laughs> sure. maybe there was some unfinished business, but uh, to me, it's like maybe there is unfinished business. But at the same time, and we we lose we lose it all American. Uh, you know, type player and, uh-huh. uh, and and the Horizon League player of the year. Yeah. Uh, what more did John Brandon have to prove at NKU? That's sure. that's my thing. So sure. Good, sure. good on him. Sure. So um, I guess the first question is going to be I I, I don't want to I, I, I want to talk a little bit about the player impact a little later, but I, sure. I want to get into kind of because we actually have talked about um, because obviously 
from our standpoint, we see, um, we we see we have seen and will see. Um, you know, Brandon follows under had fallen under kind of the category of those coaches where you could see uh, potential movement. Um, Brandon's one of them. Uh, I, I would I would contend that uh, Scott Nagy is also in that category from Wright State. Um, sure, he, he potentially has that upside as well. Um, sure, you know, uh, at this point in time, uh, apparently, uh, uh, apparently Mike Davis. <laughs> Yeah, we yeah we've heard about that one. So no, that, that actually so we, we for those of you who who have not heard yet, apparently um, when Will Wade over at LSU was suspended uh, for you know the issues that he's been having, according to <laughs> S, according to Sports Illustrated, the first call that LSU got um, after the Will Wade suspension was from Mike Davis's agent, and yeah, I'm like. Okay. Um, first of all, aren't agents supposed to keep you from keep this from happening? Uh, with keep this stuff type of stuff from getting out, and if so, uh, Mike Davis might want to look for alternate representation. Just kind of throwing that out there, <laughs> right? Um, what is- but yeah, it's yeah. Just- sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. It's just I, I just think the whole thing. Yeah, that uh, that that's an interesting situation at Detroit Mercy. I I don't know, yeah, but uh, obviously nothing's happening right now. So you know, it's all all it's kind of a dead issue at this point in time. But hey, you never know. Maybe next year. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, NKU's got an opening now, so maybe Mike Davis is interested in that. He can bring his son with him. So. <laughs> Oh, I'm, yeah, I'm sure you guys would love that. Oh, wow. Can you imagine that backcourt of Tyler Sharp and uh, Antoine Davis? I don't know if Detroit Mercy would sign off on that, just kind of throwing that out there. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't know that there I don't know that there is a uh, coach or a job, a job opening that Mike Davis would want less than to come to NKU, especially after the – the uh, the shoe drive that our fans threw. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. So, um, so, but uh, I, this is kind of a good segue into. Well, we know Mike Davis isn't going to want the Northern Kentucky job, but let, let's talk a little bit about who potentially, right. um, who potentially is going to fill. Uh, it, it can, we can look for to fill this particular position, you know. And I've seen, you know, obviously, you know, looking at the looking at the tweets, you know, there, there's definitely some speculation out there. Um, one of the one of the names uh, that I think, one of the names that I think um, potentially would be uh, one to look out for is a, a a name not just familiar to Northern Kentucky fans, but uh, for some of the old school uh, Horizon League fans. Uh, Ronald Norred, who, uh, if I understand correctly, is an assistant coach with the what Charlotte Hornets, I believe. I think that's what. Yeah, I, th- I think that's what we got earlier. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and and recall that he, you know, a couple of years, and he was, you know, he he was just an assistant coach. What about two years ago? Something like that uh, for, for for NKU. Yeah, he he's been an assistant coach in the in, in the D one era. I can yeah. I, I can tell you that. Yeah, um, so I, I, sure, I can't I remember. Sure he I, was, I thought for sure he was a part of the the first NCAA. He was part of the staff when they when the Norris went to the NCAA tournament first. I, yeah, yeah, I believe so. We had so, some guns on that on that staff, by the way. Yeah, but that was a fun that was a fun assistant coaching staff. Yeah. But no, um, yeah. So so yeah, 
to answer your question, kind of who might be interested. Yeah. Um, well, first off, there's there's certainly going to be uh, a lot of interest from former former assistants, like you're saying, the Ronald sure. Norads, the Dante yeah. Jackson, mm-hmm. the David Raglins, uh, player, you know, former player former players that have gone the coaching route that have also assistant coached for NKU. A lot of them are responsible for bringing on the current players. Okay. Then you have to look at. Then, then you have to look at internal assistance as well. There's one name that's getting a lot of steam right now. In mm-hmm. fact, some people uh, have have been kind of uh, saying that it's almost his job to win. Mm-hmm. Um, is uh, is Chris Shoemate? He's the okay. uh, the head assistant right now on okay. on the team. Uh, if if you watch the games, he's the tall bald guy. Ah, so uh, okay, he yeah he's uh, to me honestly, if I had to say who I want right now, I would say him because at this point. Uh, like, like I told you earlier when we weren't recording, um, we have we have, in my opinion, the best returning uh, returning roster as long as these players all decide to come to sure. keep coming here. Um, we have the best returning roster in the in the league, mm-hmm. and so we need to give these players what's going to keep them on the team, in my sure. opinion. And and if that's if that's shoemate, and if that's and, and you know who knows with all these assistants, none of them have coached before. On the, uh, sure, you know as a head coach, so who knows what they can really do at this point? It's it's what gives us the best roster, and you know mm-hmm. I, I'm willing to roll the dice on someone um, who I might not fully know about to uh-huh. keep this team intact. Okay. So okay, so Shoemate would uh, would definitely fit that bill. Sounds like um, kind of. Let me ask you this. I mean, because I'm not familiar. I'm actually not familiar with Shoemate's background. Um, aside from Northern Kentucky, kind of what, what uh, whether where else is he? Kind of uh, is is it you know has he been there a while? Um, has he been um, has he been uh, other places? I mean, I, I'm not really familiar with his background at the moment. Yeah, um, I you know I, actually I'm not really sure. Um, I know that he. I mean, he's been at NKU for a little while. He he's also he's been at Western Kentucky, um, and apparently he's he's also been an assistant at Tennessee and Southern Miss. So um, you know he's been he's been around the block a little bit, and uh, he actually okay. This is interesting. I'm looking him up right now. Um, to get to get full background on him, yeah. You know, so live live research right here. All right, actually, great. Gave you a pop quiz. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? He actually he actually played at Murray State though, which is interesting to me. And okay. then he actually um, he was in the D League for two years. Yeah. Uh, and then he coached uh, with Mick Cronin as well at Cincinnati. So okay. yeah, mm. he's definitely been around. Um, gotcha. Been around. Okay. He's he's been on he's been on our bench for about for about three years now. So. Um, so, so he is familiar. Um, there is, of course, the off chance he does follow uh, does follow Brandon over to UC, which, being a former sure. Cronin associate, assistant coach, you know, he's also kind of familiar with that landscape too. Um, so, so there is that possibility, um, of course. Um, one other name I, I've already seen bantied about, and it's another name that for, for, uh, Horizon League fans are definitely uh, uh, familiar with, and specifically me as a uh, soon-to-be future Valparaisian. I don't know if that's a word or not, but I'm, <laughs> I'm making it a word, damn it. Um, is, it is Bryce Drew, the dearly departed uh, former head coach at uh, Vandy, and uh, obviously you know, he was at Valparaiso after taking over <laughs> for his dad, Homer. Um do you think yeah. that would be something? You know, that, that's uh, you know, again, him knowing the landscape of the Horizon League, even played against, uh, yeah. you know, even before he left for, uh, even before he left for, left for Vandy, you know, he he's familiar with he he is familiar with uh, the, you know Northern Kentucky having had to play him, 
um, in the Horizon League. Um, mm-hmm. So there's there is also some familiarity with there with uh, with Bryce Drew. Would that be um, what, what is your what what do you would you think about you know that guy you know uh, somebody like a Bryce Drew who happens to be happens to be available um and actually and again has that uh has that mid-major track record sure yeah i mean i don't know he's to me he's a tremendous it's a tremendous young coach obviously uh the the thing the thing i would be concerned with and i mean obviously we'd fall into this even if we hired an assistant coach is uh if they have success how long are they going to be a norse right yeah. so so with bryce drew it's very clear that i mean Look, he's he's not going to want to stay at the mid-major level if he doesn't have to. If he comes into NKU and does what John Brandon did, he'll probably be on his way very soon. Um, I, you know, I'm interested uh, to see if if he would be interested in the job. I know that a lot of people have kind of speculated that that might be a call that we need to make, um, but I don't know. That, I, I'm not I'm not sure that there would be interest from him. I mean, hmm, really? Uh, I, 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 I I don't know. I mean, I, I I'm. I haven't heard that there would be. Uh, obviously, I'm not tight with his people or anything like that. I just sure. – I, I haven't heard really what exactly it is he's looking for. If he wants to come back to the Horizon mm-hmm. League, then absolutely we need to interview the guy at least and see if there's interest. I think as far as the names that we've all mentioned, he's definitely the most – we know what we're getting right away with him. Mm-hmm. Um, that's That said, uh, you know, how long does the hire take? Do a lot of players reopen their recruitment? Do we lose transfers in the meantime? Like, uh, I believe you know, that, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I believe one, uh, uh, one of your already, recruits yeah, already reopened. Uh, but was that again? I think, oh crap, I can't remember his it was, name. It was D- DJ Roberts, Robertson. He's a, he's okay. a point guard out of North Carolina. I mean, okay. you know, it's, it's tough. Yeah. A guy like that, he, to me, he still had a little bit to do to, to become like an everyday D1, like mm-hmm. starter. Uh, he wasn't, in my opinion, wasn't going to come in and start next, to, you know, tomorrow. He's a little bit, he's a little bit, uh, needs to put on some weight, I think. But that said, killer was, crossover, really great finisher at the rim. Go ahead, sorry. No, no, no. I mean, obviously, he would, you know, given, you know, the fact that you, you got Tyler Sharp, uh, you already got Tyler Sharp in the backcourt, you know, you had plenty of, you obviously had plenty of room to grow with that guy, but obviously he's, uh, he, he's looking for, he's looking, he's, he's looking elsewhere, so, um, but again, nature of the beast. Yeah. More or less. I think, I, I think for DJ, he already saw coming in, he saw potentially a crowded backcourt already with, with like you said, t- you had Tyler Sharp, Jalen Tate, yeah. Paul Joko, oh, all yeah. getting significant minutes down the stretch. Trey, uh, exactly. someone you might someone you might not know about Trey Cobbs was actually inactive this year. He's des- I, he's, I, he's he's set to come back. So uh, Trey Co- actually Trey Cobbs was one of the guy. Uh, funny, funny you mentioned Trey Cobbs because Trey Cobbs was a uh, a player that Cleveland State was trying to get, and he ended up with you guys. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so Bummer. so people were thinking people were and thinking could, that yeah, and, to... and and we we saw you know as, as you know as a you know as a Cleveland State fan that was looking at a kid like that for Cobbs, we saw what kind of he was. Uh, and again, another pretty you know uh, pretty good point card coming out of high school. Um, so that definitely, but you know, our loss is your gain, I guess. <laughs> yeah, no no doubt, and that's the thing. It's like we're losing Zanai Robinson this year, who was a really good senior. You know, senior point guard. He didn't. He, he didn't come in and like was a world beater. Now that said, he scored 15 against Wright State in the championship and True. took us to the tournament. But but you know, he he was a he was a really solid backup point guard that took care of the ball mm-hmm. and played solid defense. That's exactly what Cobbs can be. And so the point is, DJ probably looks at already a crowded backcourt, and then the uncertainty of a coach. You know, is a new coach going to come in and allow DJ to get his chance to be the guy or yeah. not? And so 
I'm not going to blame him for reopening his recruitment. It sucks, but nah. that's why that's why I think our our the, the onus is on us now. You know, listen, this has been sure. a rumor for a week. The onus is on us. We should have been doing our homework and doing our research and get, making calls if we had to. Mm-hmm. It's time to it's time to hire someone, and we need to do it in the next four or five days, max. Sure, sure. So. And I, and and the good news for you uh, down in Northern Kentucky, obviously, you got a guy in charge, Ken Potoff, who has been down this road before. Um, Absolutely. So he 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 knows the landscape too many times. You know, he, <laughs> especially, well, I mean, he was at Green Bay where he had to, you know, he had to. He was a he was a guy who had, at Green Bay, if I'm not mistaken, he had to, you know, he had to get Todd. He had to transition from Mike Heideman to Todd Kowalczyk, and then Todd Kowalczyk went over to Toledo for some reason. Still can't figure that one out. And, you know, <laughs> No, Siri. I'm still trying to. Yeah, the uh, I'm still trying. As as I as I was reminded during the fan battle royale, the uh, as the as the Green Bay fans uh, had had dubbed him PMCK, Poor Man's Coach That's K. Right. That's right. That's right. So, That's right. So, so um so yeah so so he had to so he so you probably that actually um, you know especially. On, in the case, you, you, since you got a guy like Botoff in charge, who's who knows the landscape and has been all about the transition anyway. Um, well, he's done it before at NKU. Yeah, exactly. When, when Botoff came in, it was Beazled, who was our D2 coach for 17 years or 19 uh-huh. years or whatever it was. And then he brought in his guy, John Brandon, and yeah. look what that was. And the other thing is, like, John Brandon's a local legend, obviously. But sure. for people like me, for people like me who are 27, who weren't alive when, you know, Brandon was doing his thing. Uh, and, 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 you know, may, might not have known who he was back when he was in high school and college. Mm-hmm. For me, I didn't know who the hell he was when we brought him in. I was like, oh, here's an assistant. Okay, sure. this is going to be interesting. You know, he's coached an NIT game. They lost. Well, I don't know. And then look at what <laughs> happened. So so who knows? I mean, I'm, I'm very much open to uh, what, what we're going to do. And, I, you know, I, I do trust our administration. Uh, I'm glad you do, too. Makes me feel good. <laughs> yeah, um, more or less. <laughs> Yeah, right. Well, I mean, if you got a, you know, well, you know, Cleveland State's got their, you know, they've got a new, they've got a new AD coming in in Scott Garrett now, so that's going to be. Saw that. Yeah. I, that is, I am, I'm actually looking forward to having a conversation with him. I'm cross, I'm, I don't want to jinx it, but I'm hoping he will be, uh, we, he will be joining us on the podcast soon. Wow, um, big time! Look at you. Yeah, I know. Well, come on, we've been doing this for like a year. I mean, <laughs> that's that's true. I, I have not I actually well it's funny you say that I haven't met uh, uh, Ken Botoff yet so I'm looking okay. forward to the day well I so back in my day I used to intern for the athletics department and so uh, I was I was on the uh, I was on the intern staff when we went through the transition from Scott Eaton who if you ever are bored on a Tuesday afternoon and you just want to have a good chuckle Google Google what happened to Scott Eaton at NKU um, <laughs> okay it's uh, it's an interesting controversy that happened right at the beginning of our D1 time. And oh, uh, it's it's something that's going to make you laugh, I think. So we, anyway, we bring in Ken Botoff, uh, and I actually got to shake his hand when he first started. But I'm you know I'm an intern uh, mm-hmm. for the I'm the intern that's handing out flyers and running the on court promotions. Like you know what does Ken Botoff care about me? So I, I am interested to, to actually meet him. You know for from a more professional standpoint in the, in the near future. So there you go, there you go. So right. Um, 
Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, that's a, so, but yeah, like, you know, as I said, you know, he, he, he's definitely, I I think he's probably already got, he, he already, once these rumors started, he already probably had a list of people he's got to give a call. So, um, I, I don't expect the, I really don't expect the Northern Kentucky job to be open very long. I hope not. Um, so I, yeah. So and hopefully it's not within the next week because we got next week off. So we don't want to. So <laughs> so we at least talk about it on the podcast. A little right, bit. right. Um, but you know it's funny because you know this has been as I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast. This has been such a just a wild week with and and I guess I shouldn't be surprised about this this is the nature of mid-major basketball you're always going to have players coming and going and doing whatever and this week was especially busy um you know it started out with uh, Malachi Smith um who I'm sure you're very familiar with uh all freshman team on uh, a little bit all freshman player for uh, for Wright State um, he's announcing his. He announced that he was going to be transferring. Um, also, uh, and then, and then Oakland, man, Oakland uh, got hit twice. Uh, Javen Cumberland, who like a month ago, they announced that they were going to be bringing all of their uh, their red shirt, shirt juniors back. Brad Brechting, Javen Cumberland, Xavier Gomez. They made this big old splash, big old announcement, and then. Last week, Javen Cumberland says he's going to transfer. Yeah, he probably knew something that we didn't. <laughs> um, well, um, not to throw any conspiracy theories out there, but you know, let me let me toss uh, toss my tinfoil hat away. Out for a minute. Conspire away, yeah. Go yeah, ahead. So, uh, well, as we as you as, as many of us know, uh, Javen is the cousin of Jaron Cumberland down in Cincinnati. So, I don't know. <laughs> John yeah. Brandon's seen Javen Cumberland a few times, and he's seen Jaron too <laughs> last yeah, year. He, uh, he played him. He played him four he, com, uh, combined. He played him four times last year. So, yeah, I mean, who knows? Uh, it, it, it's it's interesting. Um, why not? If you're if you're Javen Cumberland, and, and that if, if that is the opportunity, uh, I'd why be not? And, seeing that, yeah. Um, and, 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 again, again, this is you know pure speculation. Not sure, yeah, but I mean, absolutely. you know, all the all the puzzle pieces are fitting very nicely. But but if we're be, if we're being fair, I mean, obviously we're we're very in tune with the Cincinnati market up uh, yeah. up here in Northern Kentucky. So um, you know, I have plenty of friends who are subscribed to UC boards and 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 you know yeah. big time UC fans, and and that's mm-hmm. not a ridiculous topic. Like it's not. You said the tinfoil hat. It's funny you say that. It's really not a tinfoil. It's really not a tinfoil hat thing. It's yeah. it's uh, it's something that's being talked about a lot in in UC circles. Is this a possibility? Could Javen be going to UC? He's from where he's from the area too. So that's so, true. This is very true. He is. Oh. So I mean, it, it, it does make it make it does it is pl- does sound very plausible. Um, now so the, that, the, Brad, the the Norris one, I I couldn't tell you. I, I have no clue what's going on with that. Um, mm-hmm. Except for the fact that maybe he just feels like he might be better than where he's at. I don't know. And that's Bray, uh, Bray, to Oakland. That's Braden Norris, by the way. Uh, just kind of uh, another kind of surprise surprise transfer for uh, for Oakland. Uh, Braden Norris, you know, uh, freshman guard, probably the one of the best freshmen in the Horizon League last year that wasn't named Antoine Davis. Yeah. Uh, um, 
uh, so yeah, he announced that he was going to be uh, he was going to be transferring as well. So yeah, I'm actually going to I'm actually interested in seeing where he's going to end up going as well. So that's because that one that one was kind of him and Malachi Smith. That those those two are I'm going to be I'm very interested in seeing where both of them are going to land um, because that is you know I, I you know you hate to see when you know you hate to see you, you hate to see people leave, but at the same time. You're the Horizon League. You've seen this before. I'm a Cleveland State fan. It, I'm surprised that nobody I know has transferred. <laughs> right. I mean, all, right now all Cleveland State has is Alexa Popovich, who played a grand total of five total minutes um, because he was injured most of the time. Um, that's that's the extent of uh, the, the Cleveland State transfers at this moment. Watch I say that, and then somebody else leaves. I'm like, oh. I'm, I'm hoping not. I'm really hoping not. Because, um, you know, especially since we've got kind of gassed up about how much better we're going to be next year. Sure. <laughs> so, I'm, I'm, but yeah, the, the, the last, but so that is, so I, you know, with, with Mal, with, with Mal Smith transferring, that's kind of a, that's one thing. Um, because even with him transferring, Wright State still has a really solid core um, they still have. Oh, they're gonna be a very love. good team. They're they still have Ron Love. Team. They still have Billy Wampler. They still have Cole Gentry. They still have Skylar Potter. Glad I didn't say Skylar Quisenberry. Yeah, Ernsthausen. <laughs> uh, Ernsthausen graduated. Ernsthausen did graduate. Did he? Yeah, yeah. Ernsthausen graduated. Oh, yeah. Well, thank God. <laughs> w- um, wish him nothing but the best. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you do. Um, but yeah, so. And Rice State has been, I mean, I know it's super early, but Rice State is is kind of widely considered, given that core, to be one of the front runners next year again as well. Um, I would not doubt it. Um, but the Oakland, uh, the Oakland situation is a little more interesting to me. Um, because of the fact that you have, you still have, even with, even with Cumberland and Norris transferring, you still have a really solid core within within Oakland. You still have Hill Mays coming back. You still have Brad Brechting in the middle. He's going to give everybody headaches, as I knew he would, as I as I called because I knew the Brad Brechting breakout game was going to come, and it came against Cleveland mm-hmm. State. I, I wish it. <laughs> I wish it didn't happen against Cleveland State, but I knew it was coming. I absolutely right. knew it was coming. So. Um, with that, um, but at the same time, you see kind of with Oakland, Oakland was from where they were sitting a week, you know, before the, before the transfer announcements, you saw an Oakland team that you really saw and I thought would really be a threat to win the conference next year. Um, I, I don't see them as strong next year, I still think they will compete. Make no doubt about it. But I, I don't know. Uh, there, it's going to be a little tighter competition at the top next year. And well, and you yeah, throw in I, now. Sorry. No, go, go ahead, ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. Well, uh, yeah, I was actually just going to kind of make a point. I think you're you're starting to make is is it seems like a lot of this this news has affected the teams at the top. Minus one that we haven't talked about that you're going to probably get into here soon. But for the most part, it's it's been the top three teams getting affected yeah. by either coaching changes, players re uh, reopening their their mm-hmm. recruiting, or transferring. And so 
it to me it just it takes what already was a league where any team could beat any team on any given night and yeah. makes it even more even across the board which yeah. in my opinion it it's look it sucks that maybe there won't be like a, a really dominant team in the league next year but it's also probably best for the league for it to be as competitive as possible yeah and I, and again I th- and, and and as I said there as I, and as I said uh, as I said during the the battle royale um, I did say you know the the big the big test is for for the horizon league next year is not going to be is I don't think is going to be within the conference I think the conference is going to be fiercely competitive I it was fiercely competitive this year the yeah. big the big the big step for the horizon league into kind of making this you know you know this this ascension from kind of the depths they've been in Mm-hmm. Is the is how they compete in the non-conference? Um, last year wasn't. Uh, last year was obviously an improvement over the year before. Year before Still bad. was atrocious. Yeah. But I, I think that's going to be the big key. Um, and I do, and I think and I I can I, I can see opportunities for for the non for all of uh, even with. Kind of the trans, and again, and as I said, as I said with Oakland, I mean, you know, you lose, you, you lose the, um, you lose Norris, you lose, uh, you lose Cumberland. You still have Kenny Pittman. You know, he he looked pretty good when he was out there. You still have Kamari Newman. Um, you still have Trey Maddox. Um, I'm actually looking forward to seeing what Trey Maddox. Uh, looking forward to seeing Trey Maddox out. Uh, out Trey Maddox's sophomore campaign. He is really. Yeah. Uh, he's already hyping everybody up with his. You know, he's he's po- he's tweeting those videos. He's tweeting out, yeah, he's tweeting out videos. I'm like, all right, uh, I think you're gonna be all right. <laughs> well, and 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 he he knows something's about to go down because if you saw, he's defending he's defending Norris for, oh, for yeah, transparent. Yeah. He, yeah, he tweet, yeah, he tweeted out to us, and because we were like, uh, we're not even sure if this makes sense. But I'm like, I mean, if you know, hey, if you, hey, who are we to judge? I mean, <laughs> seriously, yeah. I mean, again, it's, and again, it's it's mid majors. It's the nature of the beast. We get it. And I never, ever, ever, ever underestimate underestimate uh, Greg Campy because <laughs> no, remember course, yeah. at the beginning of this season, did you know? I had absolutely no idea what they were going to do this season. And they, you know, they 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 have they they outperformed my expectations. I'll I'll tell you that. Um, that is, you know, what they did this year to me was a you know was it really was a big boost to the Horizon League when they came in and they started competing and just you know doing what they did this season. I thought yeah. next year was going to for sure be their year. I, I still think that too. Again, based upon what they have coming back. And also just the fact that Greg Campy's still there, right? No, I'm, I'm with you for sure. I uh, I think that I think that Campy. I mean, <laughs> right? State fans might be mad, but they're the one fan base I really don't care if I make mad. <laughs> um, that Greg, Greg Campy, uh, in my opinion, is the best coach in the Horizon League. Um, I think I, th- I just I don't know. I love the guy. I think he's awesome. Uh, he's been there forever. And he's just been consistently good. He's not. He, I wouldn't say he's ever. He's ever. I, I, I won't say ever. But being great uh, has escaped him a few times. But he's always been very competitive yeah. and very good. So I, I'm. I've, I've been thinking and you know trying to make a comparison to like a you know like an NBA 
uh, uh, coach for, for what Campy would resemble. And the closest I can come with just always being around success is someone yeah. like Greg Popovich, but obviously he's probably not quite to that level because he hasn't won the championships, uh, I was, you know, I was the championships thinking, and stuff like that. I was thinking Jerry Sloan. Ooh, players. I like, ooh, that's a really, yeah, that's a really good comparison. Jerry Sloan. Yes. For, for for all the millennial, the younger millennials than me out there who don't yeah, know who Jerry young, Sloan is. All the young, whippers, <laughs> I'm gonna get off. I'm gonna do my get off my lawn. All you young whippers, back in a long time ago, <laughs> back in many many years ago, there was this guy out in Utah in the yeah. middle of Salt Lake City where they don't allow <laughs> dancing. His name is Jerry Sloan. Now let me and ask co- you that. And he coached. A, he coached. He can. He was able to convince. Carl Malone to be out there for many many years, <laughs> and Carl Malone. So, and and John Stockton. Is that, is that the best team during the Jordan era to not win a championship? I'm, um, I'm- I don't know. Uh, Utah. I don't. Um, either Utah or the Suns during the Barkley era. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. One or the I other. Think, I don't I think, know. I, I think you got to go with Utah just based on the fact that. You have Jerry Sloan, who's regarded as probably one of the best coaches to never get it done, uh, you know, at the championship level. And then you also think about this. People always forget this. Well, they don't forget the first part, but John Stockton, number one in the NBA in assists of all time by a lot. Uh, So that's that's the easy one. I mean, honestly, it's easy to do that when you got a guy like Carl Malone you can feed the ball to. And and that's what I was going to say. People always forget about this, but Carl Malone's number two in NBA history in scoring. Yeah, I, it I, is. I always, I never remember that until they show the thing on on uh, ESPN of like how far away LeBron is from like a, the next person. Yeah. I always see Carl Malone's name just hanging out there, and I'm like, oh my god, that team was actually amazing. So yeah. I don't know, man. All right, anyway, sorry. That's yeah, uh, that's a, yeah, that's, that's, a, yeah, that's, that's, that's what we're comparing right. Greg Campy to. We're comparing uh, <laughs> from an NBA standpoint. Greg Campy is Jerry Sloan. There you go. Fair enough. <laughs> Be- best best I comparison. I like that, Greg. There you go. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Theoretic. Uh, by the way, I also don't want to jinx this. He, he's probably going to uh, – we're, we're working on getting him on the podcast too. So I don't think I'm going to make that comparison there, but maybe. I don't know. We, yeah. might, go in some, we might go in some weird directions on that one. <laughs> <laughs> he, he seems like a great guy to have on a podcast though. So Exactly. Why do you think we want him on? <laughs> yeah, no kidding. No kidding. I'm, I'm sure he'll make it fun regardless. So. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Nothing. Are you kidding me? If his halftime interviews are any indication, best episode ever. <laughs> no doubt. Oh, well, hey, now. Come on. So, I, I this... <laughs> so true. Um, so um, the one team, unfortunately, uh, the, there is one other team we got to talk about because they who just lost a transfer, and that's IUPUI. Yep. Um, they, lo- they lost Cameron Justice, their top scorer on all, uh, again, um, one of the best players in the uh, in the Horizon League uh, last year. I mean, this is a. I mean, it, and by the way, this speaks kind of the to the to the depth of of the top performance in the league when a guy like uh, when a guy like uh, Cameron Justice is on the second team. I'm pretty sure he's on the second team. Um, second team All Horizon. I thought he was first. Okay, never mind. He was first. I'm sorry. Wait. Oh, good lord. Well, see now I'm about to look it up. See, we got to look it up again, and we actually yeah. had this on here, and I couldn't remember. My God, I'm such a hey, bonehead. <laughs> keep keep talking, keep talking, Bob. Keep making your point. I'm looking it up right now. So the um, well, yeah, I mean the the problem with them is that you have a situation where you're right. Man, he was second team. It was him it was and Appleby second. were second team. 
uh, yeah. randomly. I thought they would be first for sure. But yeah, I mean, you had three bigs in the first team. That, that's why. Oh, I yeah, you had. By. Yeah, you had. I mean, seriously, you had Loud and Love. You had uh, you know, you know, they, Xavier you had, Hilmes. You had obviously the player of the year, Drew McDonald. Um, the goat. Respect and the then, goat. Yeah, you know, and Sandy Cohen. You're not taking leaving Sandy Cohen off of the first team. Um, yeah, Antoine Davis sure, also. And Antoine Davis, who is probably the best, who probably the best freshman to ever come up, one of the best freshman campaigns in probably the history of the Horizon League. One well, of, that's a, not mean, necessarily that, the best, but one of definitely, needs, definitely that, up that, there. His season, albeit amazing and incredible, and and I've said it before, he's the most talented player in the league right now, and it's mm-hmm. not even close. Um, yeah. It, it needs to have an asterisk next to it, though, because that dude should be playing for, like, Texas Tech or freaking uh, TCU or somebody like that actually recruited him. Well, can where, you, where well, yeah, well, uh, honestly, can you, imagine, can you imagine Antoine Davis on that Houston team that went to the NCAA tournament this year with Kelvin Sampson? Yeah. I mean, that's where he was supposed to go. They beat Kentucky. I mean, for sure. Yeah. So Exactly. So that's – so, yeah, so – but you know, you know, hey, that's that again. That also is the nature of the mid majors. You get you get guys who are supposed to be high major or were in high major, and there he was. I mean, you know, Sandy Cohen, same example, from Marquette, yeah. From Marquette. A, do you think he's going to make the NBA? By the way, I, I heard he's getting um, out. What's that now? I heard he's getting worked out by NBA teams. He probably is. Um, I would probably I, I we'll probably see him in summer league. Um, I would think um, we're gonna ha- we you know we're we're gonna do our annual conversation with uh, Rashad Phillips. Um, we usually talk to him usually right before the uh, right before the summer league. So I'm pretty sure uh, uh, Sandy Cohen's name is definitely gonna come up. So That's good. Um, but so yeah. Um, but yeah, man. For back to IUPUI though, and again another example: Cameron Justice transfer from Vanderbilt, um, high major guy came in. I mean, was their was their best score, and for and they already were kind of behind the eight ball um, because you already had you know they're already losing they're already losing DJ McCall the defensive player of the year, mm-hmm. they're losing Evan Hall, they're losing Ahmed Ishmael. I mean, Grant, the only people the only you know it, it's. That that's you know Leeds and those guys at graduation was bad enough. And then you have Cameron Justice leaving. I'm not sure if I. I mean, yeah, you got Jalen Minette, yeah, you got Grant Weatherford, but man, I'm not 100 percent sure they even. I'm not sure if they make the uh, make the uh, Horizon League tournament, which is ironic considering the Horizon <laughs> League tournament is going to be in their building. Yeah, no kidding, no kidding. No, it's so uh, so, I, I, so I, basically. So if so, Mark. So so basically, if this actually comes to comes to play out, everybody who's complaining about this not being a neutral court is kind of well. You, you guys wasted your breath. <laughs> well, it's yeah, it's funny because most of that news came from our fan base or noise. Yeah. I mean, came from that from our fan base because you know we felt threatened that here we have this team set up that we felt like even though we're losing Drew McDonald, we're still right yeah. there. And, you know, we felt like, you know, we were getting kind of shafted, I guess, because, you know, we wanted it to be in our city, of course, and, and everything like that. And and then it goes to, to Indy where the the headquarters are, and you're like, oh, my God. Well, it is kind of funny because now, you know, it looks like karma might be happening or something. I'm not really sure. I but. Yeah, I mean, and the, and the thing is, too, again, remember, this is an IUPUI team that, that, that kind of struggled down the stretch of yeah. this season. 
And they only finished in eighth place. So except for was, when they beat us, of course. And that was <laughs> yeah, and that was with Cameron Justice. Mm-hmm. So I can't even imagine. I I, I I don't know what the I don't know what Jason Gardner, their head coach, has coming down the pike, but I'm not sure it's anything that's gonna you know I don't think I'm not sure if it's gonna be anything that's gonna be able to sufficiently replace a guy like Cameron Justice. Well, it can't be anything great, or else Cameron Justice probably would have stayed, right? I mean, well, he is a, now, mind you, of course, he's a good. You know, he's one of those grad. He's he's one of the grad transfers, and um, doesn't have to sit and, out. And, yeah, as as it's been my experience with grad transfers, um, usually they find, uh, especially ones who came in. You know, uh, they they do tend to find uh, to find seek life um, at in a uh, in a brighter on a brighter stage. Um, right. The best, the best example I can give you, and I know, and, you know, I'm doing this without giving myself conniption fits, um, is when uh, is when Trey Lewis, who oh yeah, who went oh, to yeah. who who started his career at Penn State, um, transferred, had to sit out a year, went to Cleveland State, played two years, and then he went to and he went to then he went to Louisville. So, yeah. but again, you know, a guy from you know went to a high major, not the went to a high major. Decided he wanted to come home, you know, played a couple years at the hometown school, and then decided, you know, it's time for me to move on. Um, at the time, of course, you know, and, and it's still, and, you know, that was four years ago, still a point of contention, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> hey, can, can I tell you a funny story about that, by the way? Sure. Um, oh, you have, wait, you have a, you have a Trey Lewis story? I, I, it's so random, but I promise you I do. So I told you, I told you that everyone here, um, a lot yeah. of them are, are, are what we call second fans, right? Sure. So sure. one one of those examples is my my best friend, uh, my uh-huh. former roommate um, Harlan Barker. He uh, he's a huge Louisville fan, and so sure. this is this is the year after I believe the year after uh, Terry Rozier graduated. I think was yes. the year that was the year that Trey Lewis and Damian Lee came to Louisville. And, you are uh, correct. Yes. Okay. Perfect. So. So anyway, Trey Lewis uh, announces that he's going to go to Louisville, and so naturally, yep. my, my, my good friend Harlan is like, "I got to figure out who this guy is. I got to look him up." And he's a big subscriber to like fan boards, like you guys were talking about two weeks ago. Um, yeah. He's he's big on the Louisville fan boards. Well, so he does a, he does a search for the Cleveland State fan boards to try to find <laughs> it, and and, yeah. and 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 to hear about to hear about how good of a player Trey Lewis is. And he yeah. was telling me he was telling me that all the threads about Trey Lewis on there. We're just dogging him and trashing him for leaving, and it's just funny that you mentioned him and that being a contentious point because I know that you you used to be when they had fan boards uh, super active on there, so he was probably reading your comments about uh, no, 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 not mine. Let me tell you something. I stayed the hell out of that one. Uh, okay, I, okay. I, I'm pretty sure I bailed out of the. I'm pretty sure that was about, that was right about the. I I I know I bailed out of this because that was 2015. Okay. I bailed the hell out of there. Enough. Um, well, yeah. it's, it's just, obviously it's, it's if you if you heard my if you heard my commentary on that particular board, you you know my feelings on that. So, but yeah, that's 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 us. That that is completely yeah. us. I, that I cannot deny it's a, it. It's a it's a small world story, I guess you would say, yeah. because back, I'm, back I'm not then, really surprised. I, back then, I had I mean personally, like NKU was in the horizon back then, but we weren't we were new to the horizon. We weren't that great. I I loved NKU, but I had a very closed minded view on NKU basketball. Sure, I get, not closed minded, but more like tunnel vision where I was yeah. just focusing on NKU and I didn't really care to get to know the rest <laughs> of the league that much. Um, and, and, and so, you know, I just knew that Cleveland state was this team that 
had Norris Cole one time and then they had Trey Lewis one time and I'm like, okay, whatever. And it's just funny now that like, I actually care about who Cleveland state is. And, uh, you know, the, the, the thing that, that I first knew about them besides that. Now, North- if we could, we could only get people from Cleveland to care, that would be something. <laughs> well, yeah, that's, that's a, that's a <laughs> at least you're not Detroit though. I mean, it, it, <laughs> it could be worse. You guys have a smaller city and, and still more fan interest in them. So uh, not by a lot. Not, that, that's not saying much, man. Uh, anyway, um, yeah, with that, I'm going to go ahead and actually that's, that's like saying you're, you're taller since this tonight is the premiere of the final season of Game of Thrones. It's like saying you're taller than Tyrion Lannister. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yes, I got a, a Game of Thrones reference in the day. And with that, I'm, we're going to Coles out. <laughs> you so, go. uh, so, so Kyle, th- thank you for, uh, for joining us, or I should say rejoining us since I'm, since I'm the bonehead who can't record anything, right? Um, tell everybody where they can find you. Yeah, no doubt. So you guys can find us at, uh, at Norse Report is, is where you can find, um, Nor- the Norse Report. And then also you can find me at Kyle Craven underscore NR. NR is for Norse Report. So at Kyle Craven underscore NR. All right, great. All right, so um, so with that, uh, we're gonna we're, we will uh, kind of wrap this all up. Um, you can find us at least we're one last time. You can find uh, episodes of the Horizon Roundtable on sportsx.com, hax.com, and you can find us wherever you find uh, you know find us wherever you find podcasts. Remember, um, we're going to be moving everything over to horizonroundtable.com, and theoretically, all of the feeds for our podcast apps will still be. Uh, in place, if not, drop us a line and complain. <laughs> so <laughs> we'll, we'll get that fixed. So, um, but other than that, uh, that's it. And thank you for listening.